0: We have a wonderful history story to share with you today for our Hispanic Heritage Month and really looking forward to learning more about this this wonderful gift of God that God has has given to people so that his word would continue to be read and heard by so many. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: Joining us today, the Reverend Ruben Dominguez, he's a retired pastor serving in South Texas and uh, here to share with us the story of Casiodoro de Reina. Pastor Dominguez, thank you so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Thank you for reminding me. So, Casiodoro de Reina has has been used by God to bring the Word of God to many people. I would like to learn his history today. Who is Casiodoro de Reina?
2: Casiodor the Reina was a Spaniard. Uh, there are some speculations about his origin, that is his blood heritage origin because uh, some scholars say that he was a, a a Jewish guy who converted to christianism and the only christianism of that time was the medieval latin church in Spain. And so I think that was pretty common to do for Jewish people in order to remain in Spain. So they used to have their Jewish names, but when converted to the Catholic faith, uh, they changed their names. So it is quite possible that Cassiodoro was one of those uh, guys who converted to the Christian faith. So we don't know for, for sure where he was born, what year he was born, what his parents, who, who his parents were, and things like that.
1: What do we know about his early life, his childhood? Is there anything that we know about those early years?
2: Yes, probably we can for sure say that he was uh, born in a little village around Seville in southern Spain, and he grew up in that area, and as a child, I suppose he went to school to the different uh, places in the Seville neighborhood, and we don't know at what uh, age he entered a monastery, in the, again, in the surroundings of Seville.
0: Tell us more about his life in the monastery. What do we know about his life as a a monk?
2: Well, he ended up being in a monastery that was progressive in a sense, in in which the Abbey uh, master there was uh, uh, a scholar of the Bible and loved to to read the scriptures in Latin. And I think he kind of conveyed the the gusto, the the pleasure of reading the Bible to his fellow monks that he supervised. And uh, Cassiodoro was one of them. And I think that was the starting point for Cassiodoro's life and his liking of the scriptures. At that point, moment, uh, there was no... Bible in Spanish, so uh, we are quite sure to say that he learned the biblical languages because uh, later on in his life he himself translated uh, a great deal a great part of the Bibles either in in uh, Hebrew and uh, in Greek so I think the the abbey master uh, uh, Kind of influence not only Cassiodoro but a good number of his fellow monks at that particular monastery.
1: So this is all around the time of the Reformation. What did the Reformation look like in the Seville area and for people like Cassiodoro?
2: Yes, actually, I like to say that Cassiodoro and his fellow monks. Uh, were in kind of the second wave of the Reformation coming into Spain. Hmm. The first uh, uh, wave of the Reformation, of course, was with Luther and his fellows, and they, of course, uh, were rejected. And I'm talking about the first wave in the first half of the 16th century in Spain. Now, Casiodor belongs to the second wave, which is the second part of that century.
0: So what was the, I guess, what was significant about the Reformation, especially the second wave of the Reformation coming to Spain and particularly Seville?
2: Yes, what is important to underline is the fact that this second wave, not necessarily was Luther, Luther influence in it, but it was Calvin's. So the Reformation, the second wave, as I say, came with a heavy Calvinistic accent. And this is what we learn about happening in the Seville area. The Calvinist Reformation war, uh, was uh, taking place and in certain circles. One of them was the monastery that we mentioned previously. But there are all others uh, in the Seville, especially those who belong to a kind of a good standing economic-wise uh, life lifestyle in the seville in other words the reformation in the seville area was among uh, people who were educated who were uh, what can we say not wealthy but well well off enough to to support themselves
1: What were some of the the points of his life at this point as being part of the Reformation, dealing with Spanish Inquisition? Were there some things that were happening in his life at this point that were a little controversial?
2: Oh, certainly. Uh, The Reformation ideas had to come in a kind of a hidden way because uh, the Inquisition had already started to work. Now, the Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition, as we know, Was one of the most cells Inquisition that were established in most of the uh, European countries, and this this obeyed to the fact that Spanish the Spain country has been invaded by Muslims and Jewish for century centuries, so they kind of resented any foreign religion or ideas or even the Reformation. That's We can kind of uh, uh, encompass the Reformation movement coming into Spain in the 16th century as a bad time to happen. Mm -hmm. So the people that embraced the Reformation ideas, they knew quite well what they were exposed to. So they kind of went on And the surveillance, and and they try to escape as much as possible. The Inquisition and other, other governmental agencies, including the Church, of course. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So he was a a student of the Word in Spain, and as you pointed out, in you know this particular part of the Reformation, probably more reformed Calvinist. where did this go from here? He was a student of the Word. When when did he begin translating the Bible, and what was significant? Was there anything significant that, that specifically led to his translation of the Bible?
2: Yes, my particular opinion on that question is that Cassiodoro and some other of his fellow monks started to translate the, the Bible into Spanish at, at the same monastery they were, they were at, at the time of... Uh, they embraced the Reformation. In other words, what they were impacted strongly was by the Word of God. And they happened to know that Calvin had already translated in the Bible into French. And of course, other reformers of the time had already taken to their responsibility as an assignment to to translate the Bible following the example of Luther, of course. And I think this idea of this influence of having the Bible in the vernacular languages is the one that played an important role in Cassiodora and his fellow monks to translate the, the, the Bible into Spanish. Now, let me say that there were parts of the Bible in Spanish or already translated into Spanish, but the entire Bible... Old Testament books as well as New Testament w- books were not around in the Spanish language.
1: Mm-hmm. What was the reception of this translated Bible? Was it was it a, a good reception or, or was it still a, a bit of a, a controversial thing in the culture in Spain?
2: Well, we're kind of going, we're jumping here in, in time. Mm-hmm. Let's a uh, little bit go behind. What happened is that when the Inquisition found out that these cells of evangelicals or those people that embraced the Reformation ideas, they were persecuted, of course, and some of them were thrown into prison and later on burned at the stakes that the Inquisition, as well as the Spanish church and the Spanish government, permitted to happen. And so they, the people that, the, that embraced the Reformation had to flee from Spain if they wanted to keep their lives. And this is what happened to a good bunch of the monks in which Cassiodoro found himself. So he included went to, to Basel, no, Ginevra. I don't know the term in, in, in English in Switzerland. Where Calvin was already there, so Cassiodor and his fellow monks met personally hmm. and because they were there. They thought they were going to be welcomed there, and and some of them did, including Cassiodor. Some others, other monks as well, other other people went to different countries. I just found that I was kind of repassing this uh, the track of Casiodor Reina in his life outside of uh, Spain and he was uh, at least in six countries in Europe, basically, fleeing from the Inquisition because the Inquisition at that time had uh, agents spread all over the, the uh, Europe in order to try to capture the Spanish that had fled. From the Inquisition within Spain.
0: We're learning about the history of Casiodoro de Reina with Pastor Ruben Dominguez, a retired pastor serving in South Texas. We have more to learn as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month here on KFUO. And we'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah (laughs) Golseth.
0: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: We're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, and today we're learning the story of Casiodoro de Arena with Pastor Ruben Dominguez. He's a pastor serving in South Texas. Retired pastor, so he's serving, but you know, pastors uh, who retire still end up serving quite a bit. And uh, so gracious to spend some time with us today with this wonderful history lesson of Casiodoro de Arena and uh, how the Lord used him to bring a translation of the Bible into Spanish for the Spanish-speaking world. Uh, Pastor, last where we left off was a little bit about the about Cassiodoro and his fellow monks and getting to meet with with John Calvin. Where does this take us then? How does how does Cassiodoro's translation of the Bible make a difference then in history? I mean, what, this translation into Spanish. Were there other translations happening around that time, or was was he really one of the first?
2: He was one of the first in the Old Testament books because the New mm-hmm. Testament had already been translated completely by one of his fellow monks, Francisco de Encinas. This Francisco de Encinas ended up in Wittenberg, Germany, and he even housed himself in, at Melantón's home. Melanchthon uh, appreciated him, and one time in one of his uh, letters, as well as Luther's letters, refers to Encinas as our Spaniard. <laughs> that is, they really like him, and they, he, Encinas, started to translate the New Testament books, influenced by Melanchthon himself. So, at the time he ended his translations, he went to Spain, with a translation, and there to present it as a gift to Emperor Charles V, who, who was the King of Spain as Charles I. Anyway, he ended up being in prison because Charles asked his advisors, what kind of work is this? And uh, because he didn't know what the the, the importance of the book and uh, he was told by the Inquisition agents that was that was a forbidden book, So because it was a forbidden book, and Sinas was thrown into prison. That's one part. He ended up fleeing or uh, escaping uh, in spain and and went back to Germany and England. But that's one thing. There were other translators of the New Testament books, particular Paris by the last name Paris who was uh, one of the collaborators for Reina in the translation of the Bible. And uh, what uh, Cassiodoro really did is to kind of compare Encinas and Paris translation using Erasmus' uh, uh, Receptus text, uh, or text Receptus Of the new testament and he kind of polished the new testament translation and integrating his entire bible the 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 old testament books were more i mean most of them were translated by cassiodoro himself and it took a lot of time for him and being especially in different countries britain and in one of those jumping around countries, uh, fleeing, he lost the entire translation of the Bible. Mm. So he kind of later on gathered the pieces and, until it was put together. Mm. At that time, there was a monetary fund to print the Bible, so once uh, Cassiodoro ended up uh, translating and revising the translations of the New Testament, he went to Basel, Switzerland, where he had found a printer. A printer, and uh, this printer is the one that put the work of the Bible in in print, of course. and And then he, he had the kind of the logo for his printing shop as as a bear and uh, Cassiodorus thought once he it wa- was completed that translation that uh, to 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 cover the 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 bible with that uh, particular logo or emblem uh, of the bear in order to kind of conceal the contents of the book to the inquisition in, in Spain now this uh, the, the entire Bible was uh, printed in Basel. There was no Spanish, Spanish-speaking speakers in, in that country. The, the market, so to speak, was in Spain. So in order to introduce the Bible into Spain, they devised the, to put this cover on the book, on the Bible, and it was a kind of eating from a tree honey. And that's what that is the reason why Cassiodor's original Bible is known as the Bear Bible, Hmm. the Biblia Delosso.
1: How how dangerous was it for him to be doing this, especially traveling between countries and and keeping track of? I mean, this wasn't obviously in days when you could just type this on your computer and bring your laptop with you. I mean, this would have been a, a major project for him to be carrying between all these countries and in an exile. How dangerous was it for him to be doing this at this time?
2: Well, uh, needless to say, it was very hard for him to complete the, the translation of the entire Bible and the revision of it. Uh, it was just an enormous work. But we believe that God wanted to have the Bible in Spanish, and that's what motivated also Cassiodoro to even go after trials in his person, sufferings, economic shortages, and fleeing from one country to another. In the process, finding a lot of uh, enemies, because uh, by the time he was in Belgium, he accepted the Confession of Faith, the Oxford Confession, which is Lutheran, of course. In the middle of the Calvinist realm, he he started to move himself out of so the the Calvinist friends that he had turned his back on him, and that added to his sufferings. So it was not an easy task. Mm-hmm. I I already mentioned that he lost the translation in the in, in this process of moving from one country to another. Mm -hmm. And he kind of restarted or tried to gather the pieces that he had left here and there.
0: What does the work of Cassiodoro de Reina mean for us today? How has it impacted us? Um, Well, the Spanish speaking world
2: world owns Cassiodoro, the, the translation of the Bible, to the point that in the within the evangelical I'm talking here in the broad the spectrum of evangelical term, uh, they they have accepted and used Cassiodoro the Reina along with a revised revised version that one of his fellow monks did later on in the year sixteen zero two, Cipriano de Valera, and the, the Bible was printed and completed in the year 1569. So later, decades later, this Cipriana de Valera revised slightly the trans- translation translation and revision. So this Bible in the Spanish-speaking world, known as the version of Reina Valera, is the most read in the evangelical world, Spanish-speaking evangelical world. So the influence is still there. I particularly like his, his version of the 1960 uh, year, which the Bible Societies uh, put out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What other translations did he end up doing other than the Bible? I understand that this wasn't his only work of translation.
2: Well, there is uh, a speculation about his own books writing his own uh, books, in, in particularly one under the name Reginaldus Montanus, which is uh, kind of the Latin name for Cassiodoro, uh, in which he he tells the experiences and the sufferings he he went through under the Inquisition. And it is hard on the Inquisition, that particular book I'm mentioning. But it, it was true. It was the, the vivid experience of one person who had suffered the Inquisition uh, works on people. So, Final. yes, he also was, when he converted or was accepted into the Lutheran ministerium, he wrote a Confession. A confession of faith of the evangelical group that he had pastored in Ambers, uh, now Belgium. And with when the Spanish conquered or uh, retook from the people from the ne- Netherlands, or the Low Countries, I should say, who had already initiated their own war or reformation. So the Spanish went back to, uh, to reclaim their land, and, and Ambers, the people, the, including Casiodoro, had to flee to Germany. And in Germany, he established himself, as well as the refugees that he had uh, convinced to go to, with him to, to Frankfurt. And in that place, they they founded, they created a congregation for refugees. And they named Cassiodoro as their pastor. So the confession of faith is important because the Lutheran people and clergy kind of were suspicious of Cassiodoro coming from the Calvinistic camp about especially the 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 doctrine of the real presence of the Lord in the Supper uh, in the Holy Supper so there is a discussion today by scholars in which they they some of them think that Cal uh, I mean uh, Cassiodoro wrote uh, this uh, particularly focusing the article on the Lord's Supper that sounded for them uh, Calvinistic in many ways but then uh, you go to the to the Calvinistic camp and they say, no, it sounds too Lutheran. <laughs> so Cassiodoro found himself in a in kind of a, a, a in-between friendly friar from both camps, Lutheran and Calvinist as well.
0: Pastor Dominguez, thank you so much for sharing with us this great history of Cassiodoro de Reina and for your time today.
2: Yeah, oh, of course. I'm glad. Uh, and I just want to end uh, up this conversation by saying that the importance of the, the Word of God, how this Word of God has captivated men through our, and women through our history, that Casidor is just an example. He he suffered a lot because of the Word of God. Kind of Luther also went the same way he, he started to the, that reformation. Of the church Thank you for the invitation
0: Pastor Ruben Dominguez a Retired pastor in South Texas Thanks so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour Thank you God bless You've been listening to The Coffee Hour I'm Andy Bates
1: I'm Sarah Golseth